0: attention this morning to the gospel according to John, the book of John, the fourth chapter. Amen. I want to say how glad I am to see Brother Ted Thacker here today. He's been he's been recovering from an operation and he is here today rejoicing in the Lord and we're thankful unto God for the blessing and the miracle that is in his life. Amen. Last week we prayed for Brother Jiv Subramanyam. Uh, he had blood that had accumulated upon his brain. It was a very frightening experience, Uh, but I'm going to tell you, in just one week's time, the Lord has resolved that whole thing. He's home now. My goodness. I'm telling you, He's a good God. You know He's a good God. That's why you're here today. You know He's a good God. John chapter 4, uh, beginning with verse 46, we're going to read through uh, to uh, verse Fifty-three, John 46 through 53. The scripture says, So Jesus came again unto Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son. For he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. The nobleman saith unto him, Sir, come down, ere my child die. Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word. I love that. I love that. I love. There's two things in here. Jesus said, and the man believed. The recipe for a miracle. Hallelujah. Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, Yesterday... At the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in the which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and himself believed, and his whole house. Verse 54 said this was the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Judea into Galilee. I want to concentrate our attention on that 52nd verse when the father inquired as to when he began to amend. And they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour, the Father knew it was at the same hour, in the which Jesus said unto him, Thy Son liveth. I want to preach to you this morning on this subject. When did the fever break? When did the fever break? Thank you, Jesus. I wonder if we could lift our voices unto the Lord right now and ask his blessing upon hallelujah this time in his word. Lord, we thank you for this gathering of your people, I pray, Lord that you would move in this house as you desire, O oh God. Lord, I feel your compassion in this place. Lord, I feel your compassion in this place. I pray, O oh God, that you would move in this house and cause us to sit together in heavenly places in Jesus Christ. Help us to know that you are near and to receive of your great name and spirit. Lord, we love you and give you praise. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Thank you so much for standing for the reading of the word of the Lord. The truth is that just about everybody here has experienced that very perhaps uncomfortable experience of a fever breaking. It is... um, it's not the most pleasant experience, but, but it is quite a relief when the fever begins to subside. Your body is under assault by some invading infection, and you've been sick. It could be in your uh, sinuses. It could be a head cold. It could be a virus, a bacterial infection uh, somewhere in your body. But there's knowledge that when the fever breaks, something has shifted. Something has changed. And, and sometimes it happens in the middle of the night. As a matter of fact, normally it will happen in the middle of the night. And that seems to be when your body is fighting for you, is when you are at rest. When you are at rest, your body goes into action and starts to fight. A fight that you necessarily can't fight on your own. And this fight will occur while you are taking your rest. And, and you'll wake up in the middle of the night and it'll, it'll feel like somebody has thrown, poured buckets of water on you. And you will have perspired, it feels like, through all of your clothes. And, and you'll wonder what in the world happened. Then you'll remember, oh, I was sick. And so there was a, there was a raise in the body temperature. And now the fever has broken. A fever is a defense mechanism. Uh, It is evidence, I should say, of a defense mechanism uh, of your body fighting the infection that has invaded your body. So a virus, you're exposed to a virus, you're exposed to some bacteria, and it begins to move into your system, and your body begins to respond with chills, it's a, the it's a craziest feeling. You're, you're cold, but you're hot. And you're hot, but you're cold. You're chilling. And I don't mean relaxing. I mean you are chilling. You are, you're, you're, you're just, it, you feel miserable. And what is happening is the infection is being met by the white blood cells in your body. And the white blood cells are rushing to where the infection has, has entered. And is fighting on your behalf. Now, this is is something that you can rest assured is, is taking place. There's an infection in your body. If your body temperature goes up, that lets the doctor know that somewhere, somewhere in your body is an infection. There's some kind of an invasion that has occurred inside of your body. And so the white blood cells are on the attack and the result is... The body temperature has begun to rise, and we call that a fever. When I was three years old, I had been sick, and I don't have any memory of this, only what was told me by, by those who were present. I happened to be with uh, the babysitter, and uh, and and I had become ill. The babysitter tried to help with the temperature, but... But the temperature began to rage. She called my parents. My parents rushed home. And the temperature was, was getting out of control. They tried to bring it down, put me in a bathtub, tried to put wet washcloths on me. Nothing was working. And I went into what is called a febrile seizure. And uh, a febrile seizure is, is uh, not terribly uncommon, especially for children. And in the long run, perhaps is harmless. But... Um, it looks terrifying. I don't know if you've ever seen somebody experience a febrile seizure, but, but they stiffen like a board. Sometimes they begin to twitch uh, and, and ha- can't control the twitching. They, their eyes will roll back in their head. They, they might foam at the mouth. And they are having a febrile a seizure. And, and uh, it looks terrifying. But what has happened is the fever has risen so fast, and it has gone so high that it, it needs now to, to, to have some kind of a reaction. And you lose control of your, of your body. And this is the way that it is. Now, Now I experienced that when I was three years old. And you want to make sure that you get a hold of a fever because you don't want it to get so far gone. Now, I think that's when, when I had this fever and everything got out of control, I think that's when I started running late to things. that... It's that fever so everybody that's ever picked on me for that ought to feel ashamed of themselves. I'm still trying to find the scientific I'm still trying to find the scientific data to back that up but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's where it all started and so but this man had a, a child who was, was stricken with illness and and was feverish and and unable to 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 overcome this sickness and this man did the right thing he came to jesus and when he came to jesus he said i need i need a miracle he he was a nobleman and he was out of capernaum this is the village where jesus did much ministry and when he heard that jesus was there he went to him and and he besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for his son was at the point of death. Jesus responded to this by saying, Except ye see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The nobleman said, Sir, come down ere my child die. Sometimes, sometimes the desperation is such you need to throw away all the facade. Throw away all of the all of the reasoning and thinking things through and just pour everything out to God and say, Lord, I am desperately in need of a miracle. Come down and my child die. And Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word. Oh, hallelujah. The Word of God came forth and the man received it and he believed it and he went his way. It is so hard sometimes for our flesh to believe the Word so emphatically and so deeply that we're willing just to go our way and let the Word do its course. But that's what the man did. And as he went his way, his servants met him. And told him, saying, your son is alive. Now in the flesh, he fully expected this disease to run its course and take the life of his son. But he had been in the presence of the Lord. And he had heard the word of the Lord. And when he heard the word of the Lord and was in the presence of the Lord, something quickened in his mind and in his heart. He had been with Jesus. And Jesus spoke into his life. He believed the word that Jesus spoke and went his way. They said, your son is not dead, but your son is alive. And Jesus said he would be healed, and the man believed him. Now the man is confronted with this reality that it has come to pass. And the man said, at what hour was he healed? And they said, well, it was yesterday at about the seventh hour. the man began to do a little calculating, a little adding and subtracting, a little thinking back and realized that is the same precise moment when I was in the presence of the Lord, hearing the word of the Lord, receiving what Jesus was saying into my life. I'm just going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, you have no idea what all is happening when you sit in the presence of the Lord and hear the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. I wonder if there's a witness here this morning that can testify to the fact that you have have been in a position where God has spoken into your life. And while the Word of God came forth unto you and you were believing the Word of God, everything around you was taking place and working out on your behalf. Anybody ever had that experience? I'm telling you it can happen while the preaching of the Word of God is going forth. I'm telling you it can happen while the praises of the people of God are ascending into the heavens. God can work on your behalf. The Bible said that while Peter was preaching at Cornelius' house, while he yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. While Peter was preaching, he didn't have to give an altar call. The Holy Ghost was fallen while he was preaching. He didn't have to bring up the musicians. The Holy Ghost was fallen while he was preaching. He didn't have to get to point B or C. The Holy Ghost was fallen while he was preaching I would to God that the spirit of the Lord would fall in this house even while the word of the Lord is going forth Hallelujah. I want you to understand today that the word that's going forth, these are not my words but these are the words of Almighty God. And these are the same words that spoke all of creation into existence. These are the same words hallelujah that caused the children of Israel to walk on dry ground as the Red Sea parted. It is the word of the Lord. Heaven and earth will pass away but His words shall not pass away. The grass will wither and a flower will fade but the word of our God shall stand forever if God is speaking we need to be believing oh hallelujah don't just call yourself a believer because you go to church don't just call yourself a believer because you've been baptized in his name Don't just call yourself a believer because you've been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Believers are believers because they believe. Hallelujah. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in his power. Believe in his word. Don't just experience him one time and then doubt him after that. When he speaks, receive it. When he speaks, believe it. Hallelujah. I want to take this moment and say that every cancer represented in this room can be healed by the Word of God in Jesus' name. I want to take this moment and say God can begin to heal broken hearts and broken minds if there's a sickness that's, that's got somebody nigh unto death. The Spirit of the Lord can raise you up. His Word has the power. His Word has the power. Hallelujah. Don't stop trusting in the Lord. Don't stop trusting His Word. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. We heard today of the many miracles that took place in Ohio. Even this week at the campground on Friday night. I think 800 miracles took place. Bonafide, documented, legitimate miracles that the Lord poured out upon His people. I want you to know we're living in the day of miracles. We're living in a day where God can step in to your situation and turn the whole thing around. And he can do it through the power of his word and through the power of his presence. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus said, your son is alive. And the man said, that's good enough for me. And he walked on his way. Hallelujah. He wasn't surprised when the servants came running to him. And they said, he is alive. What he wanted, he didn't want to know. He didn't say, are you sure? Did you take a pulse? Are you absolutely 100% positive? Can you text somebody to make sure he didn't die after you left to come bring me this message? He didn't say any of that. He said, all I want to know is at what point was he healed? I know he was healed. What I want to know is when did the fever break? When did the fever break? And they said it broke about the seventh hour on yesterday. He said on the seventh hour of yesterday, I was standing in the presence of Jesus Christ receiving his word. Hallelujah. I want everybody that's had a miracle of healing in your life to give God the praise for it right now. Hallelujah. 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 Sometimes what happens is we go through such a traumatizing trial and crisis that by the time we get through it we're so we're so traumatized by what we experience that we forget to give God thanks profusely for it. We worried profusely, we prayed profusely, and then when we get through the thing we forget to praise profusely. But because you're just glad for things to be back to normal, but don't ever stop praising him. Don't ever stop Giving him thanks. Don't ever stop taking time to acknowledge the Lord hath done this thing for me. It is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in my sight. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Uh, He'll do a physical miracle, he'll do a physical miracle right now. In Jesus' name, he can do it right now. But he's also in the business of spiritual miracles. And we see in this an illustration of how a spiritual miracle can occur. I I, I see in this a spiritual parallel. In that the way, the same way that an intrusive virus or bacteria will infect the body. This is similar to the way that sin will infect the soul of mankind. It will enter into your body. And you will, you will have an, a, a, an adverse reaction to it. And, and you don't even know perhaps that you're having an adverse reaction to it. But there's something inside of you that knows this is not right. God put in you a conscience. And your conscience when it becomes violated reacts. And, and I know perhaps you've become steeped in your sin. To the point that you've just accepted it. And embraced it. But it is not normal. And it is an invading influence in your life. I know that our whole world is steeped in sin. I know that in 2019, evil is called good. And good is called evil. I understand that. But you have inside of you an innate understanding. Something's not right here. Something isn't supposed to be here. And your conscience is conflicted. And you feel condemned. And and there's something inside of you that is resisting and reacting and responding. Responding. It's like the white blood cells are rushing to that invasion of sin in your life. And the sin is fighting back. And the, and the conscience is fighting back. And there's this tug of war going on inside the individual's life. And Paul described it like this to the church at Rome. He said, when I want to do good, I do it not. I really want to be a good person but it seems that I'm not capable of being a good person. I will sit in the presence of the Lord for a while, and I'll walk out of there, and I'll feel like, all right, now I'm going to walk in victory. Now I'm going to overcome my temptations. But the next thing you know, I'm stumbling, bumbling, grumbling, tumbling. Can't think of another word to rhyme. Rumbling. Hallelujah. But fumbling. There you go. Fumbling. Fumbling whoo hallelujah we'll keep on going if the lord will help us but 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 i want you to understand that 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 paul said i want to do good But I mess up every time I turn around. I want to be right in the sight of God. But I have. if there's one thing I've learned, I've learned that I don't have it in me to do what is right. And it seems like the sin is overpowering the conscience. The sin is overpowering the white blood cells of your soul and your spirit. And there's a fever that is resulting from it. And the body temperature is rising. And everything in your world is reaching a fever. Feverish pitch. The confusion is getting out of control and the condemnation is escalating and and the, and the feeling of shame is something you can hardly manage any longer and the depression is unreal. The loneliness you feel at night and the loneliness you feel even when you're in the presence of so many people. You feel isolated and you feel all alone. What's happening? There's an evading force and your, and your flesh is fighting against it. Everything inside of you is recoiling saying, this isn't right. I just don't have any power over it. This isn't the way life is supposed to be. I just don't have any power over it. Some people just give up the fight altogether and commit suicide. God forbid that you would begin to fear life more than you fear death. It is the thief that has come to kill and to steal and to destroy but jesus has come that you might have life and that more abundantly there is nothing to fear about life in jesus christ his perfect love will cast out your fear i rebuke those suicidal thoughts in the name of jesus christ you were meant to live free you were meant to live in peace you were meant to live joyously in jesus christ Some people give up the fight and just fall headlong into their temptation. struggle they don't feel they can win so they give over to it completely maybe they've crossed a threshold and they feel they could never return to normalcy perhaps they've crossed a threshold into perversion and they don't believe they could ever come back to a place of normalcy as they were made in the image of God hear what I'm telling you this morning I want you to understand that God can restore to you everything that you've ever lost you have not gone so far that God can't turn the whole thing around. I don't care how fevered pitch life has become around you, God can turn it around. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You think you've lost your innocence. You think you've lost your purity? You can hardly live with yourself. You think you've lost your normalcy? You can hardly live with yourself. You feel like there's no sense in living. You can hardly live with yourself. The fever is rising. Your conscience is fighting, but the sin is overpowering it. And the fever is shooting sky high. And you you start going into febrile seizures of a spiritual nature. You lose control of yourself. You lose control of your body, you lose You lose your equilibrium. You, you don't know how to walk right. You don't know how to talk right. You don't know how to live right any longer. What's happening, you're lost, you're broken. Sin has waged war against the internal nature of your spirit. The flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. There's a battle going on on the inside. What's this fever coming from, pastor? There's an infection in you. That needs to be dealt with. I can't understand it. I'm chilling. I'm hot and I'm cold. At the same time. There's an infection in your soul. There's an infection in your spirit. I can't seem to have joy. There's an invading force. I can't seem to get peace. There's an invading force. I can't seem to have confidence in God. There's an invading force. I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. I remember, Brother and Sister Weatherford, our music ministers in Kokomo, Indiana, telling of when their daughter had a febrile seizure, and she was, it was terrifying, and they thought she was dying, but that mother lifted that baby up before the Lord, and said, I plead the blood of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus, and in that moment, the fever broke. I said, in that moment, the fever broke. And I don't know what's shooting your temperature sky high. I don't know what's got the temperature in your family life getting out of control. Or what the temperature in your marriage is getting out of control. Or why the temperature in your prayer life is something you can't seem to manage. And you've gotten in cold bathtubs. And you're wearing cold washcloths. And nothing seems to work. I'll tell you what will work. His word will make the difference. And his presence will make the difference. Just one moment in his presence can turn the whole thing around. Just one word from the Lord can turn the whole thing around. He can heal your body. He can heal your soul. He can heal your mind. He can wash you clean. He can lift you up out of a pit of despair. He can, oh, I feel his presence and I hear his word. Somebody needs to believe. Hallelujah Oh, hallelujah My. Hallelujah Brother Colbert We thank God for you We thank God for your ministry We thank God for the anointing of God that's on your life You teach Bible studies Hallelujah to people Pray them through to the Holy Ghost Baptize them in Jesus' name But it wasn't always that way, was it? There was a time when the fever was out of control. There was a time when there was an invading force. Hallelujah. There was a time when you didn't know what to do because everything was going wrong and things were getting out of control and you were worried and you were concerned. And then all of a sudden the fever broke. Do you remember when the fever broke? You remember when the fever broke? The fever broke when the word came forth. And you believed. Brother Jamie Diley, we hear you shouting unto God, stomping your feet, giving God the praise, but it wasn't always that way. You remember when the fever broke? He cut I'm telling you, somebody's fever can break right now. Somebody's temperature can normalize right now. i said, I'm gonna cut it short right now because the Holy Ghost wants to move. I said, I'm going to cut it short right now because the Holy Ghost wants to move. Just remain standing. When I had my febrile seizure, I, was, I wasn't cognizant of what was going on. They said I couldn't stand. I couldn't walk. They said I couldn't talk. I was unresponsive. They thought I was dead. My father picked me up and carried me to where I needed to go. I don't, know, I don't know how hard it is for you to walk this morning. Or how hard it is for you to get things in order. But you don't have to worry about it. Just let the father pick you up. He's going to carry you to a place where the fever can break. I want somebody in this house who needs something to change and you need it to change now. I want you to come right now in the name of Jesus. I want somebody in this place that needs the fever to break, needs the temperature to normalize. In your home, in your marriage, in your family, at work, in your finances, in your spirit. Come on, don't wait. Jesus is in this place. I need it, Lord. I need it to move. I need it to change. I need you to do something. Lord, come down and my child die. Lord, come down and help me. Lord, I need you to move in my spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah hallelujah, come on, that's it pour it out to Jesus right now pour it all out to Jesus right now he boshaya. come on, something's changing something's shifting, something's moving, hallelujah yes, yes, the fever's breaking, the enemy's losing his hold, hallelujah he Koshanda. yes, the Lord be magnified, the Lord be glorified, in Jesus name, in Jesus name come on don't wait don't wait if you need a miracle come on down there's an outpouring of the Holy Ghost in this house there's an outpouring of the miracle working power of God Glory, glory. Come on, this is the moment, this is the hour, this is the day, this is the hour where Jesus is speaking, this is the hour where Jesus is speaking. Something's breaking right now. Something's breaking in your life, in your spirit, in your marriage. Hallelujah. There are strongholds coming down. There are strongholds coming down. There are strongholds coming. Down. That's it. If you need the Holy Ghost, God wants to fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost right now. Lift up your hands in faith believing. Lift up your hands in faith believing. Say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord, for every sin. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity. I know there's only so much room at the altar but I want everybody in this house to begin to seek the Lord God can heal you right where you are God can feel you right where you stand God can move on your behalf